Hello there, boxing fans around the world. Thank you for joining me once again here on Talk and Fight for another episode of Boxing News Today. I'm going to start uh, the show off with a little bit of news from uh, England where Dillian White was a no-show uh, for his press conference with Tyson Fury. And this is to be held at uh, Wembley Stadium. WBC heavyweight champion Tyson Fury held court like only he can after Dillian White no-showed their launch press conference on Tuesday. The two fighters go head-to-head -head at Wembley Stadium on Saturday, 23rd of April, and the event will be broadcast live on BT Sport Box Office in the UK and the ESPN pay-per-view in the United States. Uh, tickets go on sale today. Fury was in his uh, usual entertaining mood as he spoke in front of the media as he prepares to fight in the UK for the first time in nearly four years. He said... It's been a roller coaster. I've been across the Atlantic Ocean fighting in exotic venues like the MGM Grand, T-Mobile Arena, and Staples Center. Now the boys are back in town. It's been four years, and now I get to come back and showcase my talents on the biggest stage. I'm putting this fight on for the fans. And for all the people who came to Vegas and stayed up until 5 in the morning, they can enjoy the event at home, on home soil, and be part of history. People can talk about it and say, where were you when this happened? Where were you when Fury smashed this fellow to pieces? I believe it's the biggest all-British heavyweight fight since Lewis against Bruno. So it's a fantastic event. I know White will be prepared and rough and aggressive, and we're both going for the knockout. When I land the Lancaster bomber on his jaw, it could be over. It could be round one or round six. I don't see it going past that. Then we'll party down in the big smoke. This is the Tyson Fury Roadshow. The next stop is London. It's never, it's never about the opponent. It's all about the Gypsy King. You're going to see the Ferrari racing the Vauxhall Corsa. There's levels to this game. <laughs> well done. All right, in the next uh, story, I see that Rising Prospects Cruiserweight Naji Lopez, who's 3-0 with three knockouts, and welterweight Tommy Wu, who's 1-0, both scored victories this past Friday on a card promoted by Gary Jonas out of Pro Box Promotions. The bouts took place at White Stands Event Center in Plant City. And you might recall I was uh, mentioning that venue and that city last week. Lopez, who hails from Elwood, Georgia, was impressive as he defeated veteran journeyman Alex Theron, who's 23-7 with 15 knockouts, with a second-round technical knockout, Lopez dropped Theron in the opening round, then finished him off in round two. After the short night, Lopez is ready to get right back to business. Tommy Wu, who was making his pro debut, won a unanimous decision against Anthony Curtis, who's 3-14 with two knockouts. Wu used his superior boxing skills and lateral movement to secure a nice win. He said, it was a great experience to get my pro debut out of the way. I'm still learning and getting my first win as a professional uh, and getting that first win as a professional, it's a big weight off my back. And I know, with, I know with more fights, I'll be getting better and better. Sure you will. Last Thursday night, we saw Luis Coriano Torres, who's 15-0 with 10 knockouts, and Irving Poderoso Castillo, who's 10-2 with six knockouts, 
Both were semifinal winners of the World Cup Boxing Series, the four-man lightweight tournament being held uh, down in Sonora, Mexico, uh, courtesy of our friends at RJJ Boxing Promotions. The two tournament fights and three other bouts were streamed live and exclusively on UFC Fight Pass. Torres, the former WBC Youth Silver Lightweight Champion and Castillo, advanced to this spring's WCBS Lightweight Tournament uh, at a date and site to be determined. In the main event, Torres knocked out Rodolfo Rudy Flores, who has a record of 14-6 and six, with six knockouts in round four after dropping him in the second and third rounds. The pre-tournament favorite, the 20-year-old Torres, headlined the card in his hometown of Obregón. In the co-featured event, decorated United States amateur Quinton Randall, 8-0-1 with two knockouts, and Ivan Zerdo Alvarez, 31-13-2 um, with 21 knockouts, fought for the vacant WBC USMBC Silver Welterweight Championship and the international, an unintentional, sorry, headbutt caused a severe cut over Alvarez's right eye, leading to a second-round technical draw. Castillo took an eight-round majority decision over Isaiah Gaga Hernandez, who's 11-3-1 with seven knockouts, to set up his showdown against Torres in the WCBS lightweight tournament, as I said, which will be announced shortly with respect to where it will be held and when it will be held. Elsewhere, we see that Ashley Eels makes up for lost time as he returns this Friday in Dudley. For those who don't know, uh, Dudley is in the West Midlands in England. Ashley Eels has ambitions to make up for two years lost in 10 months. Uh, Ashley Eels has ambitions to make up for two lost years in 10 months and become the Midlands super welterweight champion. His return will come when BCB promotions are back at the venue in Dudley for the first time since July 2019 as part of a Friday fight night. On March 4th, Eels hasn't boxed since February 2020 himself when he moved to 2 0 with four round points success over Jordan Grunham through a 40 to 37 scoreline. That built upon his 2019 debut where he shut out Kevin McCauley through a 40 36 points landslide, which is his last action to date. But the 27 year old from New Eaton is coming back with a bang and gets busy quickly with the area crown in mind that is currently held by Kyle Haywood. Eels is still developing after a short amateur career with just six bouts, but all wins and three of them by stoppage. Before that, he was a professional dancer. Nicknamed the real deal, he believes he's got all the attributes to pick up the titles and is fully focused on his craft with a hat trick of pro victories first in mind. He said, I'm training full-time. It's a conscious decision to dedicate myself to boxing after basically having two years off my career, of my career taken away from me because of the pandemic. I'm living with my parents, splitting my time between there and staying at my girlfriend's, but because I'm putting the work in, I'm hoping it will pay off by the end of the year. Even in my last pro fights, the only thing that's been holding me back has been my fitness. The talent has always been there, and I've only been boxing for a few years. It does come easy for me, particularly the movement side of it, but I've got a background as a professional dancer that used to be my whole life. Wow, how things have changed. <laughs> That's an understatement. Ethan Collins steps through the ropes for his third pro contest this Friday. 
This will also take place at the same uh, venue called The Venue in Dudley, West Midlands, obviously on the same card as Mr. Eels. It will be a home from home for Ethan Collins <laughs> when he steps through the ropes for his third professional contest. There won't be far for him to go when BCB promotions are back at the venue in Dudley for the first time since July 2019 as, this, as part of this Friday's fight night. Collins is from Wolverhampton but lives in Gornal with his training coming under coach Tony Marshall at Darlaston Boxing Club. It was with Darlaston and Brooklands Boxing Club where the 23-year-old super lightweight spent his amateur career, which gleaned 23 wins from 35 bouts. He's 2-0 as a pro, debuting in September at the Stadium Suite in Walsall Football Club, outpointing Paul Cummings by a 40-36 scoreline in a four-rounder. All of 19 days later, Collins was back in the ring at the Hangar Events venue in Wolverhampton to take on Des Newton, prevailing by another 40 to 36 points decision. Another fight date at the hangar in December fell by the wayside due to illness, meaning there has been a five month wait for further ring action. Collins is used to being out and about uh, from working as a landscaper with bleak sheds and fencing of Dudley, who are his main sponsor. He said, it's been a pretty normal camp in terms of how hard I've trained. The preparation has stayed the same. We've just worked on a few little things. I meant to be out in December, but I contracted COVID, which kept me out of the gym. So I decided to go to miss rather than be at 90%. My last one was uh, a nice little fight. I boxed to orders and didn't get too involved. My opponent was trying to egg me on, but I didn't fall for it. I'm too laid back for that. I like to keep it clean and show my skills. It was me who dedicated the pace and won every round. I slowed things down, set my feet more than my debut. I box orthodox, but I'm actually left-handed. I throw a hard jab that flicks out and is sharp and strong, but I can punch with my right hand as well. It's a nice weapon to have and my ability to adapt is a strength. So I'm hoping to use more of that this time. I can't wait for the show in Dudley. And it looks like across the pond, we're gonna talk about Dex Spellman. Dex Spellman headlines Fight Zone this Saturday in Newark. That would be New, oh. I am absolutely wrong. There are actually two Newarks. I was thought, I thought they were talking about Newark, New Jersey, but no. At the Lady Eastwood Pavilion on the Newark showground in Newark, England, um, Dex Spellman gets headline honors on Saturday, March 5th, uh, as part as the part of the as on the first Carl Greaves promotion show of 2022, entitled "Don't Blink." And they're delighted that Fight Zone cameras will be there to record all the action. Former, former light heavyweight champion, ultimate boxer, finalist, and Commonwealth title challenger, Spellman, who's 16-5, moves up to the Cruiserweight uh, division to take on Sheffield's Perry Howe, who's 4-1-1. Scunthorpe's Kid Nitro will be looking to push on for English title honors following a self-imposed 17-month break from the sport following his back-to-back -back fight wins uh, against Lyndon Arthur um, and Anthony Yard. Uh, says six round stoppage defeat. Hmm. All right. I guess he lost that one. It was always the plan to take a break from the sport following such tough fights with Lyndon Arthur and Anthony Yard. 
I was struggling with injury during my preparation for both those fights, but if I'd won those fights, it would have been life-changing for me. So I couldn't say no to really either. I've also made the massive decision to change trainers for the next chapter of my career at Cruiserweight. Carl Grease will still be my manager, but I'll be trained by Al Osta of Osta Boxing moving forward. It was a mutually agreed decision, but I still want him part of any success I may have. It's been an emotional journey that we've been on, and he's been a massive influence on my boxing and in my life. It's been one hell of a journey, which me and Dak have been on. It's been a massive roller coaster with lots of highs and lows. The tragic death of Scott Westgard following their fight at Doncaster's Dome nearly four years ago, and then winning the English light heavyweight with Scott's family present at a packed Scunthorpe's Bath Hall 16 months later sums it up for me, really, said manager Greaves. Chocolatito versus Julio Hazar Martinez is going to take place in San Diego this Saturday night. Chocolatito and Julio Hazar Martinez fight week that's underway today with the live media workout from uh, San Diego, which takes place at 5 p.m. Pacific time ahead of their clash at the Prachanga Arena in San Diego on Saturday night, which will be shown live on the zone, by the way. Martinez, who's 18-1 with 14 knockouts, moves up to 115 pounds and does so against a legend of the weight in Chocolatito, 50-3 with 41 knockouts. Wow. And the Mexican stepping in to replace Juan Francisco Estrada, who's enforced out of the trilogy clash with Chocolatito due to COVID. Martinez's last outing was a trademark all-action shootout with McWilliams Arroyo in New Hampshire in November, with both men hitting the canvas in the opening ring, in the opening round, and Martinez flooring Arroyo in the second before the contest was stopped, with Arroyo suffering a cut. The exciting Mexican has spoken freely of his desire to move up in weight and challenge himself against the cream of the 115-pound scene, like Chocolatito and Estrada. And opportunities knocked loudly for the 26-year-old to announce himself at Super Flyweight in San Diego. And El Rey plans to do so in style against the Nicaraguan star. A stacked undercard sees Marci Mauricio Lara return to action against Emilio Sanchez. Angel Fierro defends his WBO NABO lightweight title against Juan Carlos Burgos. Diego Pancheso tastes eight-round action for the fourth time against Jink Pilana. And Mark Castro is in the sixth pro fight. Anthony Herrera fights for the second time. And Australian Sky Nicholson makes her pro debut. And I'm personally looking forward to seeing how that goes. Josh Taylor releases a statement following his bout with Jack Catterall. Shall we say his controversial victory against Jack Catterall, which took place uh, last weekend in Glasgow. Josh Taylor has released that statement following his undisputed silver lightweight title fight with Jack Carroll on Saturday. The two men went head-to-head -head at the OVO Hydro in Glasgow, with Taylor def defending his WBA, WBC, WBO, IBF, and Ring Magazine belts. Taylor said, I have taken a few days for some well-earned time with my family after not seeing them for a few months. I've had a chance to watch the fight back. First and foremost, I want to congratulate Jack Catterall on a great fight. He rose to the occasion and fought a valiant fight. However, I believe I won a very close fight. Many fans believe Jack deserved the decision, and that's fine. We both went in there and fought our, our guts out, 
for 12 rounds. But the personal attacks on myself and especially my family are disgusting and uncalled for. My days at 140 are numbered. My future is at welterweight. Jack Catterall deserves another title shot and as soon as possible. And I've never ducked a challenge in my career. And I'd be happy to fight Jack again. But it would have to be at welterweight. Jack is a great sportsman, a hell of a fighter, and deserves every bit of admiration he's been receiving. I want to thank my family, my team, the fans who packed the OVO Hydro, and everyone who watched on Sky Sports, ESPN, and around the world. Um, fighting as the undisputed champion on Scottish soil was a dream come true, but I'm only getting started. I'll be back and better than ever, this time ready to conquer the welterweight division. Good luck to Josh. Granite Chin Promotions returns to the Granite State on March 19th. Granite Chin Promotions returns to the Granite State on March 19th with another professional card, Slugfest, at the New England Sports Center in Derry, New Hampshire. Slugfest will be the second Granite Chin event promoted three weeks, having presented showcase this past Saturday night in Framingham, Massachusetts. After an exciting show in Framingham last weekend, said Granite State President Chris Triati, I'm very excited to get back to Derry, New Hampshire, where we've, been, where we've had tons of success during the last two years. Undefeated lightweight prospect Nicholas St. Nick Molina, who's 7-0 with two knockouts, fighting out of Lowell, Massachusetts, will headline Slugfest in an eight-round bout against outlaw Ryan Venable, who's 2-10 with six knockouts. I don't know how that works. Maybe that's supposed to be 10 and 2. In the co-featured event, Wilbur, Massachusetts middleweight Julian Black Dragon Baptiste, who's 3 and 1 with two knockouts, faces Brian Urday, who's 1 and 0 out of Whitman, Massachusetts, in another eight-round match. Other fighters scheduled to be fighting on Slugfest include former New England heavyweight champion Justin Rolfe, who's 6 3 and 1, New Bedford's uh, Edit McPanam. Providence's pro debuting welterweight, Michael Vongsavath, Jr. Swansea, Massachusetts, super welterweight, Anthony Andriosi, who's one and two with one knockout. Uh, Methune, Massachusetts, heavyweight, Victor the Siberian Express, Loboff. And Pittsfield's Massachusetts brothers, super middleweight, S Steve Stumpter, who's 4-0 with four knockouts, and heavyweight, Quinton Sumter, who's 2-0 with two knockouts. There are a lot of fights in this card that will be well worth the price of admission. Triati added, We are happy to have Nick Molina and Granite Chin. And, sorry, we're, we are happy to have Nick Molina on a Granite Chin card for the first time, as well as debuting Victor Lobov. Fans will also get a good close, good dose of notoriety. Uh, exciting fighters such as uh, Julian Baptiste, J Jason Rolfe, Antti Andriosi, and the return of Idak McPanam. Cool. Tickets are available. And uh, is it being broadcast? I don't think so. Anyway, uh, there you go. I'm sure someone will be taping it and show his clips on YouTube eventually. All righty, let's find Errol Spence Jr. has signed to Team Everlast. Everlast Worldwide, the premier boxing and combat sports equipment manufacturer and perennial choice of champions, welcomes WBC and IBF welterweight world champion Errol Spence Jr officially back to Team Everlast. Spence began his unbeaten world champion campaign in 2017 when he dropped and eventually stopped Kell Brook to win the IBF welterweight title after 11 rounds. In 2019, 
Errol picked up his second title when he defeated Sean Porter for the WBC belt and unified status in what was arguably the fight of the year. Some might argue that. Team Everlast has always been about adding the world's most elite athletes. Errol is a very rare talent who truly embodies the values of strength, dedication, individuality, and authenticity we cover here at Everlast. We are honored to have them officially back as part of the Team Everlast family, said Chris Zoller, Vice President of Marketing and Product Development for Everlast. Errol has been with Team Everlast since 2018, and Everlast has the necessary part of his training and has been a necessary part of his training ever since his amateur and Olympic days. Uh, said Spence Jr., I'm happy to continue my career representing the Everlast brand. They have truly made me feel part of the Everlast family. I appreciate their loyalty and patience over the years. Cool. Oh, Pro Bellum has signed a co-promotional partnership with 12 Rounds Promotion. Pro Bellum has forged a co-promotional partnership with 12 Rounds Promotion in Belgium as they further expand their worldwide influence. Striking co-promotional deals is at the heart of Pro Bellum's mission to help open boxing up to all markets around the globe and 12 Rounds Promotion are the latest addition to an already impressive list of partners. The deal will initially see Pro Bellum team up with Belgian promoters on three events a year for the next three years. 12 Rounds Promotion helped make history in 2019 when they guided cruiserweight Riyad Murhi to the world title and making the first Belgian fighter to ever win an WBA belt. And now, with the added expertise and input from Pro Bellum, a global promotional media company that launched late last year, 12R will be looking to stage more groundbreaking events in Belgium over the next three years. This is another co-promotional deal that speaks volumes about our desire to bring boxing to the fans all over the world, said Pro Bellum President Richard Schaefer. 12 Rounds Promotion have already done fantastic work in Belgium, including helping Riyad Merti to that historic victory. And together, I know we can go even further and break more ground in that part of the world. This is a hugely important day for 12 Rounds Promotion and Belgian Boxing, said 12 Rounds President Alain Van Akir. Together with Pro Bellum, we can take the sport in this country to the next level and create even more history. This is, a truly, great, this is truly great news for the fighters and the fans in Belgium. Is. For the last uh, story of the day, we go to uh, Dominican. Dominican Olympian Yuri Cedeno Martinez has signed with King's Promotions. King's Promotions has announced the signing of 2021 Olympian Yuri Cedeno Martinez to a promotional contract. Yuri had qualified for the Olympic Games in Tokyo and had to put his professional career on hold. At the Tokyo Olympics, Daniel Martinez reached the quarterfinals after a 67-second knockout against Edric Sella from Venezuela in the opening round of the tournament. In the second round, he outpointed Francisco Daniel Verón from Argentina before losing a split decision in a very competitive fight against the heavily favorite Alexander Kajniak from Ukraine. Apologies to that Ukrainian fighter. Cedeno Martinez started boxing at the age of five, and he was inspired by his father, who was a boxing trainer in the Dominican Republic. Throughout his amateur career, he has amassed national uh, titles and represented his nation 
at every major international tournament. His most recent uh, achievement was winning the Independent Cup International Tournament, where he stopped all of his opponents on his way to the gold medal. Winning the Independent Cup was a good way to finish my amateur career. I'm very excited to start my journey in the professional ranks, said Sedinho Martinez. The 22-year-old takes the next step toward that goal after signing with advisor Trifon Petrov. For Sedinho Martinez, the decision came down to trusting Petrov's deal-making abilities and his character. Trifon Petrov has been around the game. He's a very solid stable of young fighters. I'm very excited to be part of his team. He's a very genuine person. I saw qualities in him that I had not seen other managers who wanted to sign me. It was an easy decision to trust him with my career, said Martinez. For Petrov, it was a combination of his boxing abilities and character that made him pursue the Dominican prospect. With over 400 amateur fights and countless achievements in the amateurs, Yuri is a true blue-chip prospect. Above all, he's a great human being, and I think he'll be a great role model for the upcoming generation of young athletes, said Trifon Petrov. After linking with Petrov, said Daniel Martes signed a very well uh, signed with very well respected promoter in Marshall Kaufman and Android Foy of Kings Boxing. The Pennsylvania-based company has proved they can build a fighter from the ground up over and over again. Marshall Kaufman has promoted well over 130 events across all big media platforms such as Showtime and Fox. For more information. Uh, you may as well go to boxing247.com on any of those stories. They have a lot more detail on what I've presented to you today, focusing on the headlines in the world of boxing. Thank you for joining me once again on Boxing News Today here on Talk and Fight. Remember to like, share, and subscribe, and hit that notification bell. And we'll see you later on this afternoon at 4 p.m. Eastern Time with Mike Corp for, for his show, Knuckle Up.